You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey everybody, it's Rosie O'Donnell. Yes, it is. And this is Onward, my podcast. Uh, this interview, I jumped right in. So here we go. Kaylee Schmidt. Take a listen. Okay, everybody. So today's show is going to be all about my experience with Guide Dogs of America. I can't even begin to put into words just how changed I am by the experience of these people, what they do, and what effect it has on the lives of those people they are helping. And so, basically, I'm not an expert. I am just a new uh, mom of an autism service dog. And while I was there preparing to go for my 10-day Um, lessons at their dorms and their facility, Guide Dogs of America. And if you want to go online now, if you're sitting home, guidedogsofamerica.org, and you can just get yourself familiar with what it is that they do and what it is that they offer. And so um, they offer autism service dogs for children 12 and under. And I did not know anything about this, and I got involved, and I met someone who, to me, should get Mother of the Year Award every year if they give them out. Kaylee, I'm going to uh, vote for you. She is an autistic mom married to an autistic man with three autistic children, and she not only has a guide dog that has changed her life and her family's life, She took the time out while I was going through this process with my other autism mom at this place was Laura, and she personally got involved in helping us. And Kay, I got to tell you, it helped me so much to have your support and to know another autistic family that had a service dog, because I don't know how you found out about it, but I happened upon it randomly. I did not know as an autistic mom for 10 years, that this was even an option. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't think it's commonly known, you know? Um, And I think that people don't even realize for me, I didn't even know dogs could do autism service work. Um, I knew about, you know, guide dogs for uh, seeing impaired people. Um, But that was, the extent of my knowledge. So um, when my kids got their diagnosis and then subsequently my husband and I got our diagnosis, um, I just decided that I was going to research 
everything. It became my special interest. We talk about special interests and yes. autism all the time, you know, right. and autism is my special interest. So um, I just started researching what could I do? How can I help my kids? And um, how can I help them exist in a world that is not built for them? You know, right. it's, it's not built for us, uh, for the way our brains work. And so um, once I, once I found it, um, I was like, this, this is it. Like, this is the thing that we have to do. This is, um, you know, going to make a difference. And I had no idea, um, the impact it was going to have. And yeah. I think you've already gotten to experience that a little bit in the short time you've had. Kay- Kaylee, the truth is I'm in shock. Yeah. Yeah. I find sure myself brought to tears almost every mm-hmm. day, two or three times a day by yeah. the change that I see in my child, yeah. by the letters I'm getting from the teachers and the the uh, counselors in the school saying this was the greatest week we've had. Yeah. There's a definite change in this child. And, you know, I wasn't so sure uh, how it was going to work, but you really answered every question that Laura and I had and made it so easy. But before we get to that, can I ask, what ages were your children diagnosed and did it go one at a time or did yeah. you all three kids at once go, there's something going on here? Yeah. So, um, so that it's kind of a complicated answer, but I'll try to make it <laughs> as short okay. and sweet as I can. But, um, so for my, what happened is I have my oldest is a girl, um, and then I have two sons, um, and they're all five years apart. So right now they're 14, nine and four. And, um, when my middle guy was, uh, went into kindergarten, so five years old, we started noticing that he was really struggling. He had, um, a really complicated entrance to life, a lot of medically complex things. And so the things we were seeing when he was a baby, I think we dismissed because we thought they were related to his medical care. Mm. But of course he was afraid of people because he, um, had had so many procedures that he was, you know, fearful or of course he struggled with some sensory issues because he didn't eat by mouth. He had a feeding tube. And so, um, you know, of course that would be related. And so I think we kind of shooed off some of the things that we were seeing. Um, and then, uh, at the same time, our daughter was struggling, um, but she was struggling so differently than how typical males present on the autism spectrum. And so, um, it wasn't even on my radar, you know? Um, and so, when my middle guy, when the world shut down in 2020, um, my middle guy had a total crisis and we were like, what do we do? You know, there were no resources. The doctor's offices were closed. Anywhere we could go, it was either virtual or with a mask on, which really hid a lot of the things that he was trying, that we were trying to, you know, get a doctor to see. And so um, we ended up getting him diagnosed at Mayo Clinic. And once I started doing the research on that, I was like, this is what is going on with my kid. So he was six when he got his diagnosis. And then my daughter got her diagnosis at 12. She was the second one to get it. And then our youngest was born in 2019. So he was just a baby when we first heard about autism. Um, And I knew right away, um, I'm quite certain he is on the spectrum as well, given what we were seeing with his sensory sensory issues from birth. Um, And then you and your husband get diagnosed? How did that occur? Isn't that wild? And had you thought of it before you saw? No. Okay. No. Never for yourself. You never felt like when you hear about autism, that could be me a little bit. I focus hyper on things. Never. I I don't think I ever thought about it for myself um, realistically because I was so hyper-focused on this being about my kids. You know, like, I, I don't know. I didn't, it was, I compartmentalized things in my brain when I'm researching. And so I think I was so intensely focused on helping them that it didn't quite register until I brought my daughter for her diagnosis and I found someone that knew autism in girls. That was very important to me. So I found a diagnostician who 
was she herself is on the spectrum. And I was like, this is awesome. My daughter can see someone, you know, in a, in a great career that is also autistic and we can get some really good insight. And as she was testing her, she starts bringing up all these things. And in my head, I'm going, that's not the universal human experience. Like that doesn't happen to neurotypical people. Cause I was answering yes. Yes. Can yes. you think of a question offhand or is it, um, you know, so it all like some, blends? Yeah. I think the like the one that I think of the most that is in all, like all of the autism screeners is like, would you rather be at a party or in a library? And I remember thinking that is the dumbest question because I need so many more other qualifying factors to understand how to answer that question. You know, is it a library studying something I enjoy or am I studying for a test? I don't want to do (laughs) or am I at a party with people I like, or am I a party with nobody I know, you know, I don't know which one I want. And my daughter said the same exact thing. She's like, I don't know how to answer that. I need more information. (laughs) Right. And so, um, you know, that was one. And then, you know, other ones were, you know, seeing patterns in things, which I had seen, since childhood, you know, um, and really dismissed because I just thought it was something that I enjoyed. So it was, you know, very interesting to sit in on her. Um, and think, gosh, interview. this is me. This is yeah. me. Yeah. And then your and- husband as well. I mean, I think there's a, a very, very beautiful Amy Schumer documentary about finding mm-hmm. out that her husband was on the spectrum. And yeah. Uh, I was so moved by it. I was so blown away by the whole thing and adult diagnosis of autism, how it reframes everything that you lived before it, you know, and it makes you uniquely qualified to understand Mm -hmm. your children in a way that neurotypical people maybe wouldn't be able to. Yeah. I always felt like I had this primal connection to my children, like more so than just like beyond motherhood, right? Like mm. for some reason, when I went into dealing with my children's meltdowns, even before I knew what label to put on that, right. um, I knew, okay, he needs this right now. I, and I just thought I'm a deep feeler, you know, I'm, I'm a mm. big feeler. And so I, I, I feel their feels, <laughs> but um, it did reframe everything, getting the diagnosis and, and realizing like, I, I understand them so deeply because they are, me. I think when I was researching autism before I knew I was autistic, I was so passionate about finding autistic adults to talk to because that's who I wanted the information from. Not the doctor who was going to tell me 55 million things to do for my kids. I wanted to talk to somebody who grew up autistic and I wanted them to tell me what helped you, what, what made you feel more comfortable and what do you wish your parents didn't do? You know, what was harmful because right, I want right. to avoid those things. And so then realizing that I was that autistic person was, um, you know, an interesting experience for sure. More with Kaylee after this. Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating 
Melon Serum. This next-generation serum has the power of Melon Leaf stem cell technology. It's Melon Leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You're told when your kid is autistic that there's really nothing you can do besides ABA. There's really, there's no help. There's no, you know, oh, you can get them evaluated if they need meds to help their anxiety, you know, but there really isn't any. And this is a therapeutic choice for your family. And at Guide Dogs of America, it is completely free of charge. It always has been. And it always will be. It's like the St. Jude's of service and guide dogs for Mm -hmm. people with disabilities in their family. And um, I am in awe of the place, as I'm sure you are, too. But how did you first come to read and find out about this dog experience? Yeah, so um, I had noticed that my son, when he had, he has pretty intense meltdowns. I'll use mm-hmm. that describer. And, um, and I wanted so desperately for him to have something that would calm him, but I, I couldn't find the thing, you know? And I started noticing that when we were at my parents' house, actually, they had a dog. And um, when he laid with her, he was calmer. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, there has to be something about the connection between autistic children and animals because there's animal therapy, there's hippotherapy. We had done equine therapy, which is horse therapy for a while. Um, And so I was like, what about a dog? What about a dog? And so I start researching like how to train your dog, right? Like if I got a dog and got training for it. And then I saw these, you know, things come up about autism service dogs. And so I went to um, some friends who in the autistic community near where I live. And I asked them, do you know anybody who has an autism service dog? And I got connected to somebody and I started talking to her and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is the thing. I know this is what I want to do. And so when I started researching, um, you know, me being me, I couldn't just research the ones that were close to me. I had to research all of them in the USA. And um, I kept coming back to Guide Dogs of America. Something about the way that they do things and the people I talk to and their connection to the families is so unique, even beyond other service dog organizations. I think that they know what they're doing in, um, in such, it's so natural for them. Um, and then I loved that they wanted to know from us what would be the most helpful. Right. And they took that advice. Like yes. they didn't just ask the question to check off a survey or to, you know, complete some metric. Like they really wanted to know what was it about my child that they, I wanted support for and not to fix my child because right. it was so difficult, Rosie, and I know you know this, to find things that weren't trying to eliminate what was unique about my children and about myself. I completely agree. Even though I understand that there are 
kids with autism and it's so, so difficult and hard for the family. Yeah. And I'm not trying to take anything away from anyone on the same journey that we're on right? Um, in varying degrees. But, you know, there is no cure or there really is no, no need for a cure. There's a need right. for acceptance. Yes. There's a need for acceptance of people who have a different operating system in their brain. They don't have, you know... Apple and they don't have Microsoft. They got something else. And right. you everyone is different. You can't just get the autism brain and think it's going to be the same, you know. I mean, I have have a kid who goes very much inward. Mm-hmm. You know, there haven't been many at all. Maybe I can count on one hand in 11 years meltdowns. Sure. You know, um and that doesn't make her in any way unique. There's all different ways that that autism manifests and expresses itself. And yes. And so you decided you were going to get one and then you started the application process. And I got to right tell away. people it is, it's like a college application. You know, I, I think it's more intense than a college application. Yes. It was, you know, it was quite a, it, it wasn't a deterrent, right. But it, it was more, um, a commitment. Yeah, it was a commitment. And I think I appreciated that. I think all along, and I hope you feel this way too, but um, they were very real about what, what I was taking on. You know, yes. like they weren't sugarcoating what this experience was going to be like. We talk about how incredible the experience is, but it, it, it is a challenge. You're yes. learning something new. You're taking on another family member. You are, you know, learning a whole new way of existing and working in the world. Um, that's not an easy task. And so I really appreciated the fact that the even the application was really real about what we were taking on and what we were, you know, to expect. Yes, I, I made a joke when I got there, when I saw Russ, I was like, you know, you took my blood, you gave me a pap smear. <laughs> yeah. what, what else do you need for this? You know, but they're very thorough and they should be, you know, the many, many years and many hours and, and uh, training that these dogs and that these people, the amount of people that put time and effort into these dogs. It's not a casual thing. You don't casually get one of these dogs and and you don't casually uh you know include it or embrace it into you have to be all in absolutely in order to do this and and how it's going to change your life. And and what I first asked you when we first spoke Kaylee was um how has it changed yeah. your child? You got this for your your middle son. And how did yeah. you decide that that would be the dog's uh, primary focus or that your son was the one of the three that would best respond to this? Yeah. So I think he was the one that struggled to get out in the community the most. I mm. saw this tendency in him to self-isolate and yes. he's so incredible. Like, I just don't want to miss the opportunity to talk about how incredible my children are. Like I am in right. awe of them every day. And so I hated the thought of him not getting to experience the things he wanted to experience because of this fear, you know? And so I was like, if I have to choose one, I think he's the one that would need the support to get out so that all of us as a family could have the experiences we want to have, right? Right. Um, Collectively as a family. And um, the amazing thing, though, is that since then, um, in talking with the trainers and working on everything, um, Hadley, our dog, um, now works for all three of my kids. So she has taken on the role of autism service dog and then just gone above and beyond like she came home and bonded with um, my middle son so well and then she just was like oh this one also needs me cool I know what to do (laughs) and she did she did she just innately knows them they do they come home and they're like this is what I've been training for like I know what to do and I'm so good at this (laughs) right exactly they are how how long have you had your dog um Hadley's been home with us it'll be a year in March and if you could say, like, what 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 would you say the difference before the dog and the yeah. difference now, almost a year out? Um, I mean, night and day, really. Um, it makes me super emotional because um, 
we weren't going anywhere. Like we weren't doing anything. Same Uh, here, that we have the same problem here. We Uh, were so isolated. Yes, I understand. And I don't think I realized how lonely I felt and how, um, how isolated I felt. You know, I think COVID gave everyone a little taste of what it's like to feel isolated. Mm. And so everyone has a connection to that feeling and it's just not natural as human beings, autism or not, we don't do life alone. And so um, when I started to feel like uh, the struggles were preventing us from, from having a community and from feeling like we could do the things that uh, my children wanted to do and accomplish then, you know, that's when we started being like, okay, we got to fix this or we got to do something about this. And so um, when she came home, I was just hoping like maybe he can go to swimming lessons or like maybe we could go back to school in person, um, like really small dreams, mm, you know, sure, like on sure. the, on the <laughs> when you think about it. Um, Mine was getting small. to go, go out to dinner, which we haven't done right, yet, but we're planning right, on but it, like, right? But like to a typical family, Rosie, like that would be such a small thing. Like we did right. that last Tuesday. Who cares? Like right, but to right. us, that is a huge hurdle, right? Like yes. that is a big deal for our kids. And we don't want to do it to their detriment. We want to do it and have them enjoy it and have them be able to, you know, access it. And yeah, so and, and how to feel safe, you know, that yes. they feel safe enough and that their fear can be abated enough that they can enjoy eating, you know, pasta with butter, but still in a restaurant getting a dessert that they like. And, you know, I mean, it's a big, big deal. And and if you go years without doing that, you know, what does that do to the development of of a child's social IQ, you know? Yeah. And I think there's this big misconception about autistic individuals that we are not social or that we don't have a desire to have relationships or to be with people or that we're completely fine being alone. And like, I think that came out of the fact that yes, we do need to isolate sometimes to recover and recoup and, and to kind of recharge for the next experience. Um, But I, I greatly want to be social. My children greatly want to be social. They want relationships. They want interactions with other people. It is absolutely not true that they are incapable of love or human emotions or the spectrum of human experiences. They are human beings that deserve to have every experience that they want to have, just like anyone who is neurotypical does. So um, to go back to your question of how life has changed, Hadley has, he, he is my middle guy is leaving the house on a regular basis. We are going out in the community, but um, the the best part is um, we we have been able to get through life with such joy um, along the way. And right. um, I don't know that we were fully experiencing joy for a while there. You know, we were yeah. really struggling, and so um, we had a lot because of life. I think because people don't understand how it incrementally decreases. Like all of a sudden you're like, oh, it's another weekend and I'm yes. by myself and they're yes. in their zone. And, you know, you go into that zone as often as you, they'll let you, you know, but, but the choice of isolation is always their choice. Right. And from, for my kiddo, you know, yeah. because and it's safe it's and safe. they're going to choose safety over doing something that is going to literally light their their sensory system on fire, right? Right, Right, exactly. So if they don't feel like they can recharge and and support themselves enough, then they're not going to choose to do the thing that's really hard. And I think that's what the service dog does is provide, like, one, the, the reassurance that this, the tool that I need is right next to me at all mm-hmm. times. Right. And they're watching me to help me know when I need that tool, right? Because right, sometimes right. the hard part is knowing like, okay, I know that I can ask for help or use a fidget or ask for deep pressure or whatever the thing is, mm-hmm. but maybe they can't be verbal in that moment to say that I need that thing. Right, or right. maybe they're not even able to 
recognize that yet. feeling in yes. their body right. that it's coming. Right. And so um, the dogs become so in tune. Um, like, I know right now you just brought Kuma home. So you're cueing her a lot. Cue is yes. the word, you know, we use for giving the dog a command to do the thing that we our child needs, um, you know, whether that be deep pressure or, um, you know, some getting close so that they can be touched or whatever it is. Or a, a nudge to disrupt maybe some yes, stimming some behavior or behavior that, you know, maybe is, is hurtful to themselves, you know. Right, right. Um, but now, a year in, I'm cueing her less and less. She's just naturally doing it. Like, mm. she knows, oh, Mom, and she'll look at me like, Mom, you're not going to cue me right now. Like, fine, I'll do it myself, but I better get a kibble for it, you know? Right, right, right. She, so she is so incredibly intelligent. Um, and I saw that from the moment that we brought her home, that this connection was going to be so intense um, because I hadn't gotten my diagnosis yet when I brought her home. And uh, she, I was flying, and I'm a nervous flyer, never mm-hmm. been good at it. And uh, she was at my feet, and the the landing was happening. There was a little bit of turbulence, and I could feel my heart rate picking up, like, oh, man, I hate this part, you know. And she jumped up and got on my lap, and she, they're not supposed to get out of, you know, right. the queue that you put them in. And I was right. like, what are you doing? Like, right. we are landing. There are people around. Like, get back down. And so I cued her to go back down, and she got back down. But I could tell. She, she didn't like, want to. What right. are you doing? You know? Right, right. And so as we land, it was a bumpy landing. And as the first tire hit, she popped back up and she stayed on my lap. And I could tell I could not get her down. Yeah. But she, she knew, like, she knew what I needed. And we had only been together for 10 days. Like, right. You know? And yeah, so that's has, the thing that makes me cry three times a day. Yeah. Because I, I see that the dog is sensing what my child is doing and trying to figure out how to best deal with it. Right. Yes. So it was interesting that, um, you know, we stayed home today cause that we had a COVID exposure. So we, we stayed home from school today and um, it's the first day that she just really gets to hang out. And she was on the couch and we put the, the blankets on the couch so that she can cuddle with her because that's what we want, that connection. And, and um, the dog jumps up and puts herself like in the way of Dakota's iPad, right? And does a lap. And yeah. I call her down and Dakota said, no, no, I liked it. <laughs> you know? Yes. So yes. I was like, wow, the dog knew. You know, I thought, oh, it's going to interrupt what she's doing and it's going to annoy her. No, no, I liked it. I liked it. So yeah. I cued back and, and of course, Kuma went and did the whole thing. More with Kaylee after this. Presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. 
It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. It's pretty much like a huge event in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, when you were going to the 10 days and, and you realized, but you did all the research, that you had to go live there in yeah. Selmar for 10 days mm-hmm. in a dorm. You have two other autistic children and uh, maybe not known yet, but autistic husband. And I don't assume you had ever done that before, taking 10 days off to go do something by yourself. No. No, I had never left them for that long. And and honestly, that was the one piece that I was like, I don't know if we can do this. That's what I but thought too. I rallied our community and made it happen, pieced together the childcare that I needed <laughs> to make it happen. Um, and it, it was the best time investment I've ever made because you truly do need the 10 days to... Um, to fully immerse yourself in the experience. And they are so intentional with the way that they do the training. Um, They know their stuff. And so I feel like once I got to know the trainers, I was like, okay, I trust that they are having me there for 10 days for a reason. And you absolutely use every minute of those 10 days to learn what you need to learn and allow the dog and handler bond to begin Mm -hmm. um, and solidify enough that you feel comfortable to go home and continue that journey. So um, it, it looking back now, I can tell you that that was the best foundation to what I needed to know to make sure that that bond happened for my children. And it absolutely has. That's exactly what I felt. I was like, I don't think I can do this. 10 days away. And then the day I was driving there, I was like, maybe I should just cancel. And, you know, I had all these things in my head and, um, and I went there and I found it to be exceeded my expectations in any way possible. I didn't know dogs could do this. I didn't understand. You're getting a real dog that is going to have real dog playtime stuff in your house while also working sometimes in the house without the vest right? Because you're sitting watching TV and I can cue her without a leash and tell her what to do and she will go and do it. A lot of people have asked me and I've said it so many times, but maybe you can explain why a little better than I have been able to. Everyone's going, is the dog going to go to school with clay? (laughs) And I'm like, that's an impossible thing to do because I am the handler. So maybe you can explain that. Yeah. So, you know, autism service dogs are a unique experience because it's a three-man team, right? You have the, the, the handler, the service dog, and then the child who is the recipient is right. the term we use, but basically the, the child that benefits from the dog. And so um, if we were to separate the dog from the handler, which is the person they know holds the treats, but also is the one who has been cueing them and knows them and knows what to expect from them. Then we're asking a child who is in a time of need, a time of discomfort to then recall cues and recall what they need to do to cue the dog for what they need. It's just, it's an impossible and very, very difficult thing to put on top of a situation that's already very hard for them. So um, to ask an autistic individual in the middle of a meltdown or even on their way to a meltdown. It doesn't even have to get to that peak of a meltdown, but in a time of discomfort 
to ask them then to to do something else yeah. <laughs> would not be fair in right, that moment, right? Right. Um, right. It, it's too much, and it's so too much. And the I, the handler is the grown up. The yes. handler is the grown up, and, and the child is sort yes. of the charge or the recipient of right. the dog uh, right. of the dog's training. Right. It's it's yep. not. It's not that for me that I'm getting the dog to, although I do get the dog to sit on my lap. So who am I kidding? But uh, it is for me too. Like, that's another thing I realized, like, you know, how emotionally defended I was because uh, this kind of broke down all those walls, you know, mm-hmm. I, I found like once I started crying and, and it was hard not to cry there because um, did you happen to have visually impaired students as well at the school at the time you were there? No, we had, um, several facility dogs and several veteran or mobility dogs, but we didn't Mm. have any um, visually impaired teams. Yeah, because we had six visually impaired uh, people, and then we had six service dog people, two with veterans with mobility and two facility dogs and then two autism dogs, which was a wonderful kind of balance, you know. But um, to see the blind people making their way, learning what they need to learn without the ability to see and um, a walking stick and they get through their life. And it it was a beautiful thing. Like, you know, I, I have never been around that many visually impaired people in my life at one time. And they had been together for two weeks before we showed up for our 10 days and they were rip roaringly funny and playing Uno and screaming all night and keeping us awake. And they were the funniest, most heartwarmingly inspiring group of people to have next to you when, you know, you always you always think that, you know, life is greener somewhere else, but mm-hmm. your own life is what you have to deal with. And to see people do it with grace, to see those veterans who have mobility issue walking the five miles a day that we walk sometime in the mall and at the beach and to try to get these these dogs ready for their permanent home. Uh, mm-hmm. I was moved by the dedication of the, the trainers and uh, the puppy raisers. And it's like magical when you see them do it. It feels like magic, you know? It is, it is. And those puppy raisers are such an important part of that journey because they are their the puppy's first experience with a family or with kids or with going out in the community or just learning to be, you know, around the house, hanging out, like you said. And so um, they are so, so, so important and um, such a vital part of the program for them. And, and there's a big need in Silmar in Southern California. If you're in Southern California and you feel as though you have the heart to raise a puppy, usually a lab or a lab golden mix um, from 10 weeks to 16 months. And then you give the puppy back to Guide Dogs of America and they choose what track the dog goes on to be uh, a service dog for autism, for um, vets with mobility or PTSD, or for visually impaired people. Those are the three groups that they help at guidedogsofamerica.org. You have been uh, so helpful to me and I know to Laura and... I think you're a wonderful speaker. I think you should write a book without a doubt about, you know, your life with autism and with three autistic kids. You're like, you know, as Laura looked over to me when you were speaking one time, she says, autistic mom goals. I'm like, totally (laughs) right. Autistic mom goals. Right. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I, I think, you know, on this journey, we talk about how lonely it can be. And so I know that I learn the most from people who are a little bit ahead of me in that journey and were willing to turn back and offer their hand and say, yeah, I know the way. Let's go. Let's do this right. thing. You exactly. know, it's such a rewarding part of this journey to be able to help someone else along the way. Well, and I hope to be to someone what you were to me. And oh. Kaylee, thank you so much. You are so welcome. Thank and you, remember, Rosie. for more information, Guide Dogs of America, guidedogsofamerica.org. Tell them Rosie and Kaylee sent you. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. (music) 
And by the way, everybody, Kaylee volunteers as an autism handler coach. That's, you know, really what she did for me. And it's amazing how everyone involved at that organization is just fantastic. Check them out, guidedogsofamerica.org. All right, hope you enjoyed that. We got some questions and comments for today. Number one is somebody named Garth. Hit it, Garth. Hi, Rosie. It's Gareth here. I'm calling from the city of Wrexham in the United Kingdom. It's where Ryan Reynolds had just purchased the football stadium. So he's here quite a lot at the moment. Um, I obviously didn't really see your shows because I'm in the UK, so I don't think we received your shows in, in the 90s and noughties. But I remember you from the film um, A League of Their Own. And I found clips of you on YouTube on The View, which also we don't get. And so I, I became a fan, really, from, from that, across the pond. Um, my question is to do with your love of Barbara Streisand, and, or Streisand, I should say it correctly. Um, because I have that same kind of love for Shania Twain. Mm. And the reason why is because my mother who is, has now passed away about 12 years ago, was a big fan of his, but she didn't leave the house very much. I think she was depressed. And 20 years ago, Shania Twain did a tour called Up Tour. And I managed to get her to the concert because I said, you really love Shania and I'll, I'd really love to take you. And it took a bit of persuasion, but I did get her there. And she managed to shake Shania Twain's hand. She went to the stage. I don't know how she got so bold, but she went to the stage and she shook her hand. And she was over the moon. So it's a memory that I'm so grateful for, that I managed to get her to this concert. So fast forward 20 years. So last year, Shania Twain was doing a concert in the United Kingdom in September. And I went along with some friends and I got to shake Shania Twain's hand. Mm. She managed to just come past me. And... I was quite moved by the moment because it felt like I was shaking hands with my mother. Mm. Even though Shania has no idea who I am or my story or anything like that. But she just... I'll send you the clip as well because my friend was filming it, so I'll send that via email if I can. Um, so, yeah, my question's to do with that and your love of Barbara Streisand. So can you just tell me a little bit of... Do, can you see some similarities with my love of Shania and your love of Barbara? Um, take care. Thank you for listening. Bye. Garth, I love your voice. I could listen to you all day. I love your accent. I love the lilt of your voice. I just think it's, uh, you're delightful. And yes, that is exactly how my love of Barbara started by my mother's love of Barbara. And, uh, I could always tell if my mom was in a good mood, if she was playing Streisand, you know. And if she was in a bad mood, it was uh, the sound of silence. Hello, darkness, my old friend. You know, um, I understand completely. When, when Barbara Streisand walked through those doors and I hadn't seen her yet at that day at the show, it totally felt like my mom was walking through those doors, the curtains and... You know, it was uh, very, very emotional. In fact, it's hard for me to watch the clip because it's so much bigger uh, and the feeling is like goes so deep. And I think she's one of a kind and uh, it has been the greatest joy to get to be in her orbit. And uh, I'm in the middle of the book. I'm loving it. I waited till I had some real time off to myself, and uh, I can't wait to talk about it with uh, our guest uh, next week, which is Linda Richmond. Linda Richmond, you all know, Coffee Talk from Saturday Night Live with uh, Mike Myers. He would do Linda. It's Linda that he was doing. And uh, so she and I are the original Barbara Streisand lovers, and we will be discussing Barbara and many other things. But thank you, Garth. Thank you so much. We have one more uh, question comment from Lori. Hit it. Hi, Rosie. My name is Lori. I'm calling from Northern California. Huge fan of your podcast. 
The other day, I was listening to Smartless, and Mark Ruffalo was on there, and he was talking about some miniseries he did called I Know This Much Is True, and I was like, what? Wally Lamb? Could that be the same story? So I, start, I found it, and I started watching it, and I finished watching it all in one day. I got to say, Rosie O'Donnell's in it? Are you kidding me? You were outstanding in that role. Oh, my God, I'm so proud of you. We share the same birthday, which is neither here nor there. But you, where, where's the Emmy? Where's the Emmy for that, Rosie O'Donnell? Anyway, good luck with the new puppy. I hope you're great. Thanks for listening. Sorry for the ramble. It's the wine hour, you know. Anyway, thank you. Bye. <laughs> thank you, Lori. Thank you so much. Uh, that's so, you know, it's, it is uh, definitely the best experience I had acting on a movie was the set with uh, Mark Ruffalo and uh, Derek Cianfranc, who is the director, who is extraordinary. And Google his movies and and listen to uh, the scores. And he's a genius, I think. And so is Mark Ruffalo. So to get to be working with the two of them was just the greatest thrill of my career. Truthfully, really was. And I thank you for all the nice comments. And Mark did win the Emmy for that. And I was very proud of him. Uh, I didn't get nominated, but that's okay. You know, there were a lot of great performances and... And you can't ever really compare art. It's nice when you get noticed, but it's nice when people just come up to you and say, hey, I think you did well in that, you know, like you just did, Lori. So thank you for that. Thank you very much. And happy almost birthday to us. Um, either you the same year as me or just March 21. Because are you going to turn 62 and you were born in 62? Because that's pretty wild. I think it means it's the golden birthday, which means... What, people have to give you gold? I don't really know. I'll have to Google that before next week. All right, Lori, thank you. Thank you uh, all for listening to here, this whole podcast thing we do. Um, we got Linda Richmond next week. Really, no one like her. Really. Barbara Streisand, she's like butter. You know, that's Linda Richmond. And um, I talk to her every day, and she's... Um, She's my mom here in Los Angeles and, and in my heart. So, Linda Richmond, next week. See you then, people. Peace out. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.